Okay. All right, so real take. Welcome to Closer to the Core episode. Yeah. Episode point five or one. What do you want to call this one? We're, we're calling it episode one. All right, humble um, beginnings. This is, yeah, humble beginnings for sure. Is that I what it's like, going to be called? Why not? I mean, I want to put us in the present moment right now. Like, get us feeling our environment by, you know, stating the fact that we're sitting on the floor. Yep. On couch cushions mm-hmm. that we removed from the couch. In my bedroom. In Albert's bedroom. Uh, the mic is just standing on a... On my office chair. <laughs> just chilling. We tried to set it up in a, in a, in a Wayfair table earlier. Yeah. Uh, it but it was too echoey, so I shoved some towels inside of the thing that the mic was. It, like, the container... I don't know. What would you call that? Uh, it's like a table, but it has, like, the thing where you can put stuff inside of it. Like a drawer without the drawer part. A drawer without the drawer part. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a crate. Um... Yeah, so I shoved a bunch of towels in it to dampen the sound, but it turns out that just putting the mic on a chair is, is probably better. Yeah. Um, Natalie got us these really fancy... We're drinking out of, like, Art Deco glasses with a gold rim mm-hmm. to feel as though we are high society. Granted, we are floor people, but... Um... Yeah, it's a clash of cultures and ideals. Exactly. What are, w- what are, what are these flower patterns? Are they flowers? I just call it Art Deco. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> Hand wash only. Did you put these in the dishwasher? I have not used these yet. Oh, these are these like are brand, brand new. Brand right. new. Well, cheers. Cheers to this podcast, to our friendship. So let's get into why we decided to start a podcast in the first place. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I just messaged you randomly one day. It was like, Albert, you better start a podcast with me. <laughs> You have no option. That's absolutely accurate. (laughs) Um, I got the idea because I've always wanted to do content creation. You've always wanted to do content creation. Mm -hmm. But I've never found a space where I felt comfortable doing so. Um, When I was in middle school, I had a YouTube channel. Same. What was your YouTube channel? <laughs> I used an alias called Cami Perez, as if I wasn't the whitest bitch on YouTube. Cami Perez. Oh, the C or a K? A C. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I wore literal, like, do you know what a cami is? It's like a undershirt, like, with spaghetti straps. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just wearing my camis. With I had a red wig, too. I had um. You had a red wig? Do you take, like, photos of yourself? Or were these, like, videos of yourself? They were videos. And I would did like singing covers. I did uh, a little Wayne had a love cover on YouTube, Holy and then I shit. also did hauls. So the the YouTube don't, don't even try to look this up. It's not online I, anymore. That was my first. I deleted thought. everything. Trust me. Are there any records whatsoever? Uh, left? I don't think so. I had a very very old Acer computer, and that thing doesn't even exist anymore. Like uh, it's it dead. Was, yeah, that thing had LimeWire on it. Like that's how old it was. Oh, that's why it's dead. Probably because, yeah, it has, you know, a lot of illegal activity going on in that computer. Who who knows how many viruses you downloaded through that app. (laughs) I also watched movies illegally, so the fact that that thing was even kicking what it was. Yeah, but who didn't, you know? Exactly. I remember my freshman year of college, I told my roommate at the time, like, oh, you can just watch movies illegally. And she's like, oh, how do you do it? And I, like, told her how I did it. But I did it, like, you know, it's an art form to get an illegal movie without getting a virus. Mm -hmm. You have to, like click things at the right time, make sure you're, like, opening up the screen and, like, click out of the other screens as fast as you can. I didn't tell her the art form. I just told her how I did it, and she got a virus on her computer. It was yeah, very, not, very bad at me. I'm not surprised. 
Um, but yeah, I posted like haul videos on YouTube. I'd go shopping at like Target with my mom, get like three things, and then like share with the internet what I got at Target. Did we get like views or? Uh, no. Subscribers or? I think maybe like one person. One person? Yeah. I mean, the YouTube algorithm was very different back then. Like, you could post whatever you wanted and people would find your video. Oh. What, what does it take now to get your video noticed? Well, now it's just the platform is pretty saturated. It's not impossible to get noticed, but it now it's like the algorithm has developed to the point where it's like retention. So it's like, did they like your video? How long did they watch your video for? At what point did they click off in the video? Um, mm. It tells you all these crazy things, and it's like, basically, like, did they comment on the video? Like, uh, like, are they subscribed to your channel? Did they subscribe after watching your video? Did they see one of your community polls? Because, like, you can do polls and, like, messages on YouTube now. And it's like, did they interact with that and then check out your channel and watch the video? And then how long did they watch it for? And it's just like, holy shit. Back in the day, I just posted a Minecraft video of me and my friends playing and talking, and it got, like... I don't know, like, 50 views, but, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, 40 of those views were not us. It was, like, 10 of the views were definitely us, but, like, where did the other 40 come from? And then we get, like, random comments. And it's just oh. like, hey, yo, like, how did they find our videos? And it's because it was just YouTube. You, you put shit out and anyone could watch it. It's the same thing now. It's just everyone does it. And now right. everyone's in the YouTube thumbnail and title game. And so it's like... That's the thing, too, thumbnails... You know, I, I had a shitty computer where I was just sitting on my bed and my computer was sitting on a pillow. Yeah. Terrible quality. So I didn't have any, like, thumbnail that was worth clicking on. But back then, you know. You didn't really need to. Back then there was no YouTube thumbnail game. What happened to our attention span, Albert? What happened to it? <laughs> I don't even know if it's our attention span necessarily. I think it's just everyone is fighting for our attention. Like, every yeah. app is fighting for our attention. Like... You know, they talk about, like, they design apps and notifications to be, like, a certain color. So it's, like, your brain wants to click on it more. Like, that deep red 1 or, like, 10 or whatever the fuck you have on your messages or, like, missed calls. It's, like, they chose that color specifically because they ran tests and the human brain reacted better to those. Wow. Well, great leeway into another reason I wanted to start this podcast is I've been teaching and training myself for a while now, how to gain a second attention, how to like take control over your attention, because so much of society is pulling us away from ourselves. A second attention, that's an... a second attention. What yeah. does that mean? It's giving attention to yourself completely. It's gaining a, t a second attention as if you were to walk out of your body and look at yourself oh, as shit. another being. And you can practice your second attention by doing like chakra therapy and meditation and, and all that jazz. Uh -huh. and, um, it's helped me a lot in just being happier overall. A lot of what I've like practiced. Oh, I'm not supposed to move. No, you can. It's, <laughs> they're just going to hear the paper crinkling and whatnot, but we can move and do whatever. Our setup is so. Very close. Close to, to the core. microphone. So close to the core. <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll upgrade in the future. Um, but something that Albert and I have done together to help gain second attention or just, you know, gain happiness and relationship with ourselves is going to sensory deprivation tanks mm, shout out kenny shout out kenny kenny's my roommate <laughs> uh he is, works at one of those sensory deprivation like float tank chamber places and 
kind of just get he hooks to, it up. Yeah, he hooks it up. So we get to go in and, and basically like lose ourselves for like a, the whole ninety minutes if you want to. But and Kenny, such a savage. I, I kind of want him on the podcast so he can talk about this. But he mm. sleeps in that shit. Yeah, he hasn't been recently. Oh, okay. I think he's finally like gotten over. But it's been like almost a year of basically sleeping in floating like pods, and tanks and. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because I, I naturally just fall asleep on my side, so like. I think what happens is I get tired and then I get uncomfortable because I have to be floating on my back. I've been trying to sleep more on my block, on my back, but like the natural inclination in me wants to turn over to my side and then it's like you're sitting in water, you're laying in water. <laughs> you cannot with, lay like, on your side. Hundreds of pounds of salt, <laughs> and it's like even if a drop gets in your eye, it's like the most uncomfortable thing in the oh, world. And like the cuts on my hands, oh shit, that yeah, shit they give burns. you they give you like the little petroleum jelly to make sure it's like if you. Oh, I don't use that. You gotta use that's uh, what it's there for. It takes a long time. I, honestly, when when I go in there, I have to like rush my clothes off, rush into the shower because the thing starts up, and I feel like I need to get in it as, as soon as it you starts. You can stay in as long as you want. The 90-minute 90 timer, 90 timer is default, but if you told Kenny, hey, I want to sit in there for fucking six hours, like, it's fine. That's too much too much autonomy. I need to just do the 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I do what Kenny tells me to do. Go in there, like, do, 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 okay. Well, the beginner session, I think he started you off at 60 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't even in there for the full 90. Yeah. Nothing happened to me my first time. Mm-hmm. I just laid in there and was like, when is this? I keep, like, hitting the wall, too, like, floating to the the back and the front. It's pretty fun to, like, just kind of mess around while you're in the float tank. Oh, yeah. But it's really good for that, like, kind of meditation. And, like, I think I I told you this, but it's, like, I I meditate pretty much every night. And to, like, kind of lock into the meditation, it takes me, like, a minute or two or three. And, like, you know, part of meditating is getting distracted and then refocusing, depending on what type of meditation you're doing. Um, but in those, like, you, you are completely, in those tanks, you are completely sensor, sen- deprived of all senses. <laughs> and yep, I saw my irises, dude. I didn't know that I could be in such a dark space where I could see my irises just floating around in my eyeballs. I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, an orb has followed me in here. Oh my god, what did I bring into this tank with me? Dude, I don't even it's know what the hell me. you're talking about. You haven't seen your irises? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Like the black thing in the center of your eye. Like the pupil? Oh, pupil. Mm. I don't think you can you can see your own pupil. Yeah, look it up. That's like what I experienced. I thought it's it was wild. an orb. It was just my pupil. Well, either way, what I was going to say is that you have literally no sensory input coming in from any other source. Like the closest right. thing is like your... <laughs> the closest thing is like your breathing and stuff. So it's like, but you have earplugs in, you're un- you're, like your ears are under the water. You have no light coming in. Um, the body, like, the tank is heated to your body temp. So, mm-hmm. like, eventually you, start, you stop feeling the water. And then it's, like, you realize how, like, even if I'm sitting in my room and it's, like, at night and it's dark and stuff, like, you still got whatever the dog barking you just heard or, like, cars passing by, like, the hum of, I don't know, or just, like, the whistling of the wind. Just a million things that, like, are taking away your attention. You don't even realize it. It's part of nature, but, like, when you're in that tank, there's nothing. Literally and like nothing but your demons. And I, like, zone in in, like, three breaths. It's like, holy shit. It's pretty crazy. Oh, it takes you just three breaths to get into meditation? In those tanks, yeah. I haven't, I haven't reached that yet. That's but what I'm saying. Like, when you have no distractions, like, damn. My brain is really good at distracting me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't have any senses going on? You have all your memories. 
things. <laughs> and that's like kind of what it's there for, right? You're thinking, just thinking through all your stuff. Yeah. I, I made sure the second time that I went to the tank, because I was so distracted the first time, I was like, I'm not going to let this happen to me again. You know how to meditate, girl. You do it in any other environment. Like, just do it in the tank. It was a little scary at first. Like, the first time I went in, I almost was, like, trying to avoid not getting into that space because I didn't I didn't know what I would find. <laughs> like, I didn't want to know what was yep. on the other side. Mm-hmm. The second time, I was like, you know, all of your friends are right outside that door. Like, you're, yeah, we're you're all not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> It's like and three or four you get of to us. drink tea and like do some coloring books afterwards. Oh, that's the best part. Um, so just like go into that space, not like only good things can happen. Mm-hmm. You'll be okay. And so I went into that space, and I gained this like perspective of my body. I almost like stood up in the tank. Like my body was like propelled up. Bro, you had a full on out of body experience. I was in my body, though. I wouldn't really call it an out-of-body experience. I was in my body. My body, like, stood up, like, as if, like, something was forcing me to stand up. I wasn't moving my body at all. And I felt as though I wasn't in a tank anymore. I was in, like, a endless void, Mm. so so to speak. And I I felt as though, like, I had train tracks, like, passing my head and passing my feet as though I was, like, pressed up against a track. And it went on forever. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, free in a sense of I was not contained in any way, shape, or form. And I didn't, I just got to feel that. I didn't think anything. I just got to feel what it was like to have, like, an endless space to explore. I didn't really explore it, but it was cool that it was there. No, that's super awesome because I, I think I've only experienced that maybe, like, maybe twice. I know once for sure, but it was one of the first, like, the earlier times I went to, and it was like, I remember, like, I was just so locked into, like, the meditation, and then at one point I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm in a float tank, and then I, like, it's that feeling of, you really are sense of sense, deprived of all senses, I don't know, I keep trying to say it different, but I, like, open my eyes, and when you open your eyes and you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference in that tank, and I remember, like, having that sensation, and then, like, in my head feeling like, I'm no longer in, like, like, a small, like, kind of chamber, Right. It felt like I was in, you said like a void. For me, it felt like an endless ocean. Oh. Like, imagine like laying out in the middle of the Pacific. That sounds very relaxing. Yeah, but just with like calm waters. And I was just like, oh my God, there is nothing around me. And I think that session specifically, I, I think at like, um, at some point, like 15 or 20 minutes later, I was like, I gotta pee. So like, I got up. And like, when I, when you get up in this dark ass thing, and it's like, you can't see anything. It's like, you like reach out for the walls. But the way the pod is structured, it's just a rectangle. So, like, I got up and I, like, reached out with my arms <laughs> on, like, the long ways of the wall. So there was no walls. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm really in an endless, like, ocean. I'm, like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm picturing fucked. you, like, slipping and sliding around. Like... No, it was really just, like, I got up and I was, like, and I, like, did the motion with my arms. And I'm, like, there's nothing. There's n-. And then I, like, turned and I was, like, oh, there's the walls. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you really were in the ocean, you could have just peed. Yeah, that's true, too. (laughs) My friend's mom never knew that people peed in the ocean. And when I went to the beach with her, I said I was going to go pee. And she saw me walk into the ocean. She freaked out. (laughs) She freaked out. She's like, you're so disgusting. What do you mean you're going to go pee in the ocean? I'm like, do you you know what the ocean consists of? It's it's, it's fish pee. It's basically all urine. Yeah. Where do you think the salt is? It's a lot more than urine, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where the salt comes from. Yeah. It's mating season. 
<laughs> it is spring. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I am. I I knew that people like peed in the ocean and like pools and stuff. I don't know about you, like. I've never peed in a pool. Have you I'm ever about peed to in out a pool? myself right now. I've totally peed in pools. So it's not even like you're outing yourself. I think it's just like that was a thing that I grew up thinking that that was really weird to do because I'm like oh, I'm swimming is. in like a friend's pool. Exactly. Like why would it's, I go it's pee? It's totally in horrible. No, but see, it's all about your perception of like is it actually horrible? Because I was sitting in a hot tub, like the pool, like the hot tub next to the pool, like connected to the pool, at my friend's place, and there's like four of us in there, and like my friend was just like, oh yeah, I pee in the pool all the time. I was like, oh really? And it's like, I, I've literally never done that. He's like, you're not going to tell me you've never peed in a pool. I'm like, no, I've literally never peed in a pool. I've peed in the shower. I've never peed in a pool. Like, I feel like just because people do it doesn't make it okay. I think, like, in life we have this autonomy to do whatever we want. And something as simple as peeing in the pool, like, no one knows you're going to do no it. No one knows you're doing it So either. it's like, morally, yeah, this is fucked up. But no one's going to know. I have to pee. <laughs> Like, is it, like, because I don't know, because what I thought was fucked up was we we're, were sitting in a hot tub and he's just like, yeah, I already, I've, I've done it in here already. I'm like, okay, dude, I hate you. That's. Like, the pool on, is one man. thing, but the hot tub, and like, we're close proximity. He's zero, absolutely zero. He's like, I have fucking pee in every pool. I'm like. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, bro, I've never pissed Cereal in a pool in my life. Over here. It's like, you are I feel like crazy. I, I haven't been in a pool in a while, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pee in a pool now. That was definitely something I did when I was younger. and. I just thought it was weird. So I I never did it, but apparently some people just think it's like yeah you gotta go send it. It's like all right. I had a mentality when I was younger that if I did something, it didn't matter what I did. Like if no one knew about it, then it was fine. Mm -hmm. And then I learned what karma was. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, never mind. Actually, things matter. I feel very similarly. Yes. Yeah. Everything you do matters, like radical responsibility is just like everything that happens to you. Like you could have done something about it. Like something you did, like could have changed something about that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, back to the deprivation tanks, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork that hangs up in the hallway of oh, that yes. um, facility. Mm-hmm. And every time I go, I'm like lost in this painting lost in the sauce and the painting is called closer to the core Mm. and i feel like going to the tanks has really strengthened our friendship yeah for sure um it's kind of where we started hanging out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that when i read the name of that painting closer to the core i was like that's it that is exactly what this podcast is going to be so basically i want to have guests come on in the future i want to talk about humanity what people have experienced just being humans and like diving into themselves um because the world has so much bullshit floating around in it sometimes you have to stop and like smell those damn flowers yeah and that's what i think when i think closer to the core i think very much um yeah i I like that because it's like as humans we are all extremely different yet so similar and so even on like different life paths that we take it's like people can be very different and want different things and experience totally different lives but at the end of the day there's so many similarities that we can like learn from each other that's exactly why there's algorithms for social media to get our attention because we're we're as simple as an algorithm yeah it works and the shit works shit works 
Well, to be fair, those algorithms aren't that simple, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of math that goes into that. Uh, yeah, so, you know. I'm sure. I mean, that's why, like, if, if it was that simple, then every single platform would be as addictive as TikTok is. That Chinese okay. algorithm. That Chinese algorithm. I know, but there's, like, there's something, like, I don't know, like, for me, for me at least, I feel there is, like, a difference of, like, YouTube... It's something that, like, I know the algorithm is, like, like, I can see the way it works. I don't know. It's all of its technicalities, right? Instagram is, like, well, it kind of works. Uh, like, Snapchat has reels. That shit doesn't work. There's, like, no fucking algorithm behind that thing. Um, but, like, you, if you're on TikTok and you, like, feed it what you like to watch for, like, an hour, it will, like, latch on to everything you know. I think the metaverse has tapped into that because I don't have TikTok, but I can feel the gravitational pull towards Instagram reels. Like <laughs> that is my kryptonite. Start watching reels. Like sometimes mm. I want to relax in bed by watching people's like nighttime routine. Like after mm. I've already done mine, I'm like, I need more of this. And like Instagram's algorithm knows I love watching routines. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're all getting better over time too. Maybe as a guy, especially as, as a guy who doesn't use Instagram that much anymore, mm. the like when I do go on, the algorithm feels really off because I don't use it enough. I think it's one of those things that just gets better the more you use it for every platform. I'm but, like feeding that shit every night. Oh, absolutely. It's like a, it's like a dog, but a, an evil, it's, cryptic dog. It's interesting, right? Because I don't use Instagram that often, and when I do, what ends up happening is all of my reels are like volleyball reels. So, like, I'll watch and it's just, like, highlights of people messing around. Um, like, just great, like, volleyball clips because I'm an addict. Um, and what I noticed... I'm addicted to volleyball. Yeah, what can I say? And what I noticed <laughs> when I don't use it for a while, and I think it's because Instagram understands, like, the general uh, pull towards, like, what gender you are, basically, or, like, what your preferences are. Um, I swear, like, I'll watch nothing but volleyball reels. And... I will go off Instagram for a month and then I'll come back to it. And when you're scrolling down, you know, through like the feed and then they pop, it pops up with that like row of reels. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's just tits and ass. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Like I won't use Instagram for a month and it defaults to tits and ass. Uh, they're like, this is a male. Yeah. That's all we know about him No, right absolutely. Now. <laughs> and like, like months before I even stopped, because like I used Instagram like pretty often. It was never my like main, main, main social media platform. But I would go on it, scroll through memes and stuff, and like we'd send you know send shit to like group chats and friends and whatnot. Um, and I would follow pretty girls and stuff. But like even before I quit, like I stopped following like any and all like of those kind of influencers just because I knew it was like not good for me. Right. And I would still use Instagram and I have like some meme pages and then like just mostly catch up with what my friends are doing, and then I just completely stopped in general but it, it sounds like it's defaulting back to what it knows that you would find interest in if you were to use instagram more yeah it's weird like i could pull up my phone right now and i bet you it's 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 literally 50 50 it's either gonna be volleyball or it's gonna be ass <laughs> oh it's going to be ass and volleyball <laughs> you know those volleyball shorts which is very flattering which is funny because like most of the volleyball like reels i get are like it's mostly all dudes playing <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Instagram, what are you doing? Uh, Why aren't you giving Albert some volleyball ass? I don't... Either way. <laughs> Freshly oh. single man out here. Mm. About to go to Italy. All right, what are you most excited for on your trip to Italy? Um, 
I don't I honestly don't know what to expect. Just like the food, I guess. I'm very excited for the food. My uh like the head of my team, she's been a million times and she was like, When you go, you need to like buy olive oil and bring it back with you. Because, like, what? the olive oil over there is, like, olive oil. And it, like, hits different. Like, that's where, like, olive oil's from. you bring me some olive oil? I think I'm, like, I want to just buy a bunch of olive oil and bring it back. But I, uh, because I'm still flying with, like, non-rev and, like, all the, like, the fancy schmancy stuff. It's basically, like, I don't have a guaranteed flight back. So I, I'm, like, trying to go without checking a bag. And if I want to buy, oh, like, a... going to be tough. Yeah. How like, long are you going for? Ten days. Well, actually, kind of, like, twelve days. Wear the same outfit every day. Well, I'm gonna bring a week of clothes, and my friend, like, we're going to my friend's house out there. Oh. So like he had, it's like his house. He has washer dryer and stuff. So. Gotcha. Made sure of that before I decided only go carry on. <laughs> Made sure I had a friend in Italy with a home before I ventured outside the states. Well, I wasn't gonna, I was not gonna go unless, <laughs> like, shit's expensive, especially Fair. around Memorial Day weekend, man. Like. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go off-season and then, like, maybe go to a different place and then backpack around and, yeah. Wait, so are you going to be in Italy on Memorial Day? Yeah. Albert was going to run this 10K with me. He lied. That's on Memorial Day weekend? It's on Memorial Day. Ah, shit. Dude, I'm probably not even going to be able to run this. So, um, I posted about this online, but, like, a month ago, I got plantar fasciitis in my left foot. And I was wearing a boot for, like, a month. And I just healed from that. Kind of. Like, it can flare up at any point. It takes a while to, like, truly heal from it. And then my other foot, I just broke a toe. Wait, like, just just now? Like, two days ago, I broke my toe. How the fuck are you even managing this? Um, so, there's really nothing you can... Yeah, I kicked the couch by accident. Oh, by accident. Oh, it's I didn't, like, purposely kick the couch. No, (laughs) I've done that before. That shit hurts. Yeah, dude. And my, my, my toe is, like, definitely broken. And, um... Yeah, I'm just living with it. There's really nothing you can do except tape it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like go see anyone about it. And for our uh, for our people listening, uh, and, and also me, uh, what exactly is plantar fasciitis? Um, it's when you bruise. I've been calling it a tendon. I've been calling it a ligament. I'm not actually sure what it is, but mm. you bruise something towards your heel. It's mm. your plantar fascia. I'm definitely butchering that name, but it's a it's something in your foot that is like on the underside by mm-hmm. your heel. And I went hiking in sandals, mm-hmm. which is very not supportive of the foot. And I must have stepped on a rock or something. And I, yeah, I got plantar fasciitis. So I'm nowhere even close to a scientist. But I learned about like myofascial tissue, which is like the stuff in your back, which is what mm-hmm. like you're rolling out when you have like a foam roller or something. Uh, and then plantar just sounds like. They named it after their, the heel because that's where you plant your foot. <laughs> so exactly. Like, I think they, they're probably related in the body because, like, to, to heal it, I needed to roll it out. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think... You, it's probably not a tendon. It's, probably, it's like... I think it's, like, the group of, like, tissue. Probably. Like, the fascia... Like, that part is, like, that's the tissue around your heel. That's probably heckin' bruised from your sandal hike. Moral of the story, no one listened to our anatomy advice. We have no idea what we're talking about. Moral of the story is don't go hiking in sandals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely never doing that again. Yeah. I was... There were Tevas, okay? Like, they were supposed to be, like, all terrain. Yeah, like, you know, like, Chacos? Like, it's like a sandal that has you strap on, and they, they're more supportive than, like, a flip-flop. Okay. Were those the, the... Those weren't the same ones that you wore last week, right? Around when we walked around Sloan's? 
no, those are my gladiator sandals. I have many types of sandals. I didn't know that there was something called okay. gladiator. They do kind of look like gladiator sandals. That's why I got them. I was mm-hmm. like, I have a Greek god in these. They're mm-hmm. also like platform gladiators, so I'm They taller. look great. They, I mean, they look like you are, like you're about to go off into war, but in style. My feet were Greek killing war, me after Roman that war. day, though. We, we walked about like, what, three to four miles around the lake? Like, yeah, it's, it ends up being around like three, three point four, three point five. 3.5. And then I boogied my little booty off at dead set later that night shout out dead set dead cover band <laughs> really good time but mm-hmm. my i think i walked a total of like fifteen thousand steps that day and my feet were like please wear supportive shoes next yeah. time. that's probably the universe telling me that i need to like stop is like i'm gonna break your toe and i'm gonna give you plantar fasciitis because you need to sit the fuck down <laughs> like, i don't think i think i don't think it's that you need to sit the fuck down i think it's that you need to start wearing sneakers <laughs> mm, yeah probably <laughs> uh, like our feet uh evolved to do crazy shit but our feet didn't have you seen like the pictures of those people like the native of like uh the people who live in like the amazon no, like, what do you mean? The picture they have there's pictures of their feet and they look almost like hands. Like they have like splayed toes and they're like really calloused and like super fucking strong feet and they just run around in the jungle. Oh damn. Yeah, like cuz our feet can evolve to be like that, but our feet like as people who live in like I don't know like technologically Western advanced society. western society, yeah, like our feet like are real simple and yeah, fragile. I have, I have little tiny moisturized toes that like don't like to <laughs> see the light of day mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense yeah it's pretty my crazy. feet are not evolved to do the things that i've been yeah apparently doing. they just like fucking run up trees what yeah. that is so cool like they, they climb with like their whole body but like they're you can see that they use their feet for a lot of leverage which is pretty fucking crazy and they laugh at the uh the the foreigners who they're like what the fuck are you wearing i'm wearing my climbing shoes and i go climbing (laughs) that has like two inches of rubber padding to make sure that i don't hurt my little toe beans Mm -hmm. i don't know how i'm gonna get into climbing shoes with my broken toe i'm supposed to go on monday which toe did you break the one closest to my pinky toe I don't know what that one's called. The fourth toe? The, like, (laughs) supposed ring toe? The fourth toe? Yeah, the ring toe that, like, doesn't really serve much purpose. So, if you're gonna break a toe, break your ring toe. Really? I feel like, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to break your big toe. Well, definitely not the big toe. And then your pinky toe feels important, because you're, like, when you sit on your edge like that, Mm -hmm. you, you want some support. For your rock climbing stuff, for your climbing stuff, your grip. I know people, a lot of people have different grips. Like, some people have, like, they grip like this. I notice that my grip is, like, mostly these three fingers. What is your grip like? Like, the first three fingers. Because you guys can't see my fingers. Um, I would prefer to have the biggest grip possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're describing seems like a tiny little crip grip that mm-hmm. I would... You need, like, strong forearms for that grip, I feel. Maybe you have strong forearms. Maybe, Albert. but I think the, uh... Yeah, I guess my pinky just it feels, like, slacking sometimes. But can I don't really you, climb, I just go to the gym. Can you bend your ring finger without bending your pinky finger? I can't do that. It's, like, impossible for N- me. There's a certain way to do it. I can't remember. Oh, I guess, like, no. Like, this always goes down with it. Like, it moves, but... Yeah, it's one of those tendon things. I don't know. Really great hand ergonomics. Speaking of ergonomics, this does not feel good for it. <laughs> what? Sitting on like the floor sitting on the like floor? this. Yeah. 
I um I think I learned more recently though. Postures, postures is like in, important, but I think one of the most important things to know is that like when you're like we're all human, and so we're supposed to be like moving and doing different things throughout the day. Mm. So the posture isn't like you don't have to have that perfect straight back. It's like actually posture is just whatever feels best to you, and just make sure you change it a lot. Whenever it feels uncomfortable, you just change it. Okay. So like I started off sitting like this, but and now I'm like. I'm like to the side and yeah, it's a whole. Yeah, thing. you're probably gonna hear us squirming. It's all good. We'll we'll figure out a good setup. Uh, did you want to tell your story that you were telling that you had written down? Yeah, I have some notes written down. One of them is a story that happened to me when I was visiting Connecticut like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was just vibing, relaxing under a tree, reading a book at Gillette Castle. Shout out to anyone in Connecticut listening to this. Go to Gillette Castle and read a book under a tree. I'm from there. I don't know what the hell Gillette Castle is. <laughs> well, you're from uh, Stanford area. This yeah. is more towards the east. Mm, okay. Um, by like, uh, what's that town? Groton. Yeah, I guess for real quick context before we go into the story, because that is the context of the story. We're both from Connecticut. Yes. Uh, but we both moved here to Colorado around the same time. Around the same time, totally separately, not even knowing each other existed. And I didn't even meet him here. I met him over Facetime. Oh, Another true. friend while you were at a bachelor party. Yes. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Which was like subsequent of another like crazy idea that I had that was like artistic and I needed like other people in on it. So I like FaceTimed our mutual friend Amir and I didn't shout realize Amir. Amir. Yeah, shout out Amir. I, love Amir. <laughs> I didn't realize he was at a bachelor party. Um, he probably, like, shouldn't have answered the phone, but whatever. And we were I... winding down. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It seems like everyone was still having a really good time. Oh, absolutely. It was just, it was at that part of the party where, like, we start all together and then everyone starts splitting off into groups. Because there was, like, 12 of us. I have been to a bachelor party personally, so I don't really know what goes down. Well, there was, yeah. There was no strippers? No, nothing like that. Just drugs and alcohol. Oh, I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I was just chatting with Amir, and Albert was in the foreground, and uh, Amir was like, oh, Albert just moved to Colorado, and you came in, you're like, you're so friendly. I was like, I've never met this guy in my life, and you are so excited to be talking to me over FaceTime. Yeah, because I just moved there, I'm like, I don't fucking know anyone. I've been there, I'd been there for like a month and a half, maybe. Damn, it was that early. Yeah. Well... Here we are, mm-hmm. a year later. No, not quite. Not quite. Um, Which is, I think, more impressive than anything. <laughs> facts. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk after that until we had a mutual friend come visit. And we were only supposed to meet up for ramen. We got ramen in downtown. And I was going to split off with our friend that was visiting. And then we ended up spending the entire weekend together mm. doing, like... All the cool Denver stuff that, you know, visitors should experience. Mm-hmm. And then we just have blossomed a great friendship since then. Yeah, for sure. I would say so. I think we went ramen to Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. And then... We went to Meow Wolf and we went, we went hiking. Yep. It was a good time. <laughs> anyway, your story. We went on the tangent. Yeah. We're both from Connecticut. We have mutual friends that live in Connecticut. Um, but... This Apparently, castle. he has never been to Gillette Castle. No, you're saying Gillette, and all I can think about is the Razors. Well, there was this man, he was an actor. I don't, I think his last name was Gillette. I don't want to even pretend to know his full name. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he played Sherlock Holmes on, like, Broadway or something. Maybe not Broadway, but he did, like, a Sherlock Holmes theater acting. And he, he when he was retired, he moved to Connecticut and built this castle. Mm-hmm. So this was probably in the 1900s, um, mid-1900s. Like, it, it, it's reminiscent of an old, like... Victorian era castle. I don't. <laughs> don't listen to us for architectural. Yeah, it's, it looks like it was built in the 1600s. It wasn't. He like built it as like inspired by that era of housing. It's made with all stone. There's like hardly anything else other than stone and carbon concrete on the outside, and it's like on the shore. And he has a whole like train system. Mm-hmm that circles the castle and just has like a shit ton of land and now it's a public space to go hiking and to just you know enjoy the views enjoy the castle um and i was just like you know chilling out reading a book and this family walks by me it was a mother and her son and daughter and the son had like yelled out to his mom and he was like look at that girl laying under the 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 tree over there like she's just sitting there and reading a book and she's like i'm gonna come and i'm gonna just lay out my blanket and i'm gonna read a book and he's like i can't wait until i'm an adult and i can just come here and read a book and the sister was like i'll drive you when i'm 16 and i get my license and we'll drive here it was like it was the cutest thing i have ever heard that sounds extremely wholesome and you were the girl so in the blanket wholesome. reading the book. I was the girl in the blanket reading the book. I was <laughs> like, oh my god, this mm-hmm. story's about me. And I realized in that moment, just existing, because I was doing nothing. I was just existing under this tree. Chilling, reading. By just existing, I can inspire people. I don't need to say anything, I don't need to do anything, but I can inspire people by just existing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to be put myself in a space where I can be, you know, an inspiration for people. I want to put myself out there. Like, staying in my home. Not really going to do much. Not going to do much. No one's going to see me. (laughs) No one's going to see me and be inspired because no one's even there. Um, So just going out, being myself, like, speaking on things that I like, like, just being my true, authentic self on this podcast. Vibing. Vibing. Even if I inspire one person, like, that is what I want. And Mm -hmm. that's my purpose. And, like, to hear that little boy so excited, thinking about when I'm an adult, I want to come and read under a tree, Mm -hmm. was just, it it gave me a feeling I knew that I I needed to carry, and I needed to keep keep that feeling going. That's awesome. That's, like, one of those things, it's it's very much, like, the the small and simple things in life that make you happy. Like, choosing to spend your time out in nature, but also just reading. Literally just vibing. Mm Mm-hmm. Not giving a damn. Like we say vibing like <clears throat> like it's kind of just like a like a like people use the term so much, but it's like the very real feeling. Yeah. It's just being in your complete flow state. Yeah. That's when I think of vibing. Yeah. You know, not like overthinking anything, not trying to put on a mask for society, not, you know. Mm-hmm wondering what people are thinking about you worrying about judgment self-judgment like all of that is inhibiting your flow state but when you're in flow state you're vibing and when you're vibing you're also you're just you're doing the best for yourself and then also people can see it exactly and that's where the inspiration comes from i don't want anyone to be inspired by me if if i'm you know not embodying who i am Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think anyone can truly be inspired by someone that isn't acting out of authenticity. Mm. Well, <clears throat> that one I have to disagree with. There's plenty of people who latch onto fake shit out there. But it's better if you latch onto someone who does yeah. who is authentic. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would call lacking onto fake shit inspiring though. Like No. I feel well, like there should be another term way. for that. I feel yeah. like there should be a term for, you know, yeah. just pulling yourself into the matrix in that sense. Yeah, because there's definitely a lot of cloud chasers out there. We're not for vibing. Sure. Not really They're vibing. not vibing. All right, cloud chasers, stop what you're doing. They're not what, Have you ever tried vibing? vibing? Have you ever tried vibing? Not truly vibing. Much better. Highly recommend. Sounds so fucking like, I don't, I don't even know, but. <laughs> there's people that I like that come to mind when I think about this and I will not name them. <laughs> Mm-mm. What inspires you to put yourself out there? What do you want to gain from sharing your voice? That's a great question. <laughs> There's just a lot of shit out there to do, to experience. Um, I guess there's a lot to delving into like places you're just not comfortable with and yeah. new spaces. And I think what I've learned recently is that I just really like trying new things and I like being bad at things. I don't like being bad at things, but I like learning and then becoming good at things. And I think that's what I'm learning. <laughs> and I think that's just very human. Um, what is that called? Type type A fun? Type B fun? Something like Oh, like type, type two fun. Where it's <laughs> type like, two fun. Where it's like it's not fun in, in the moment, <laughs> but it's so fun when you look back. It's like it's hilarious when you look back on it. Oh, but hell I think, yeah. But I think this is different. There is a great example of type two fun. Um, I was visiting my my old roommate from, from college in, in, uh, in Austin, Texas, and we went to go swim in, in one of the lakes. Shout out Jami. Uh, I love Jami. No, it's not Jami. Oh, sorry Jami. No, we'll give you a shout, shout out Jami, but time. not Jami. Uh, <laughs> Jami lives in Dallas. But yeah, no, we were in one of the lakes around Austin and we were, uh, yeah, we were in, <laughs> we were swimming in this lake. It was getting dark mm -hmm. and my roommate pulls himself out of the water. We like basically did like mini cliff jumping, not like crazy close or anything. Um, and I think we'd been swimming around so long, like my body was just exhausted and I literally couldn't pull myself out of the water. <laughs> So it was him and my other friend got two towels, lowered the towels into the water, and like I grabbed onto the towels and they pulled me out of the water. And it was like really sketchy at the time. <laughs> really fucking sketchy at the time. My but God. looking back on it, it was like this hilarious little adventure because I was just like too fucking tired to pull myself out of the water. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But it's, I guess it's just a, a matter of just learning new things. I think that's why I latched onto volleyball so much too, because as a kid, all I did was like play video games. And that was a part of it, like playing games mm. and like learning new games and getting really good at certain games. Um, and then I realized I'd just never done that with like anything physically active. Mm. And so I just kind of threw myself into volleyball and it's just like, it's been a slow and arduous learning process, but. Do you feel like now that you're utilizing your body for your fun and your time that you feel more connected to it? Oh, absolutely. I used to have zero fucking mind-body connection, like. <laughs> You're like, these are two separate entities. They do not intermingle at all. Like, they definitely intermingle, but, like, only in, like, the fingertips where I press keys oh, and buttons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, footwork and approaching and all of those things in volleyball where it's, like, like blocking footwork, spiking footwork, like, all like all this this crazy shit. Like, I, none of that made sense to me. Like, it all made sense in my head, but when I tried to do it, nothing made sense. Um, 
and now I feel a lot more connected with like my feet, <laughs> my brain and my body. Like when I first tried bouldering at Yukon, like yeah. I was like, someone told me it's just like a lot of it is just learning to trust your feet. And then once that kind of locked in, I was like, oh my God, like climbing and stuff is a lot less scary than you think it is when you just kind of like trust your feet to do what they have to do. Yeah, that's, I think I agree with you on liking to, liking to try things that I'm bad at and don't necessarily know a lot about, but it's mostly because I like piecing it together like that. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it makes sense in my head, but then when I go to do it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But that feeling when those two things finally click together, for me, is the best feeling It is the ever. best feeling. It like, is absolutely the best okay, what my brain knew was possible is actually possible. And I feel like I just, like, put together two perfect puzzle pieces that I've been trying to put together for a while. That's what I I get out of, you know, doing things that I'm uncomfortable with. Like, wanting to do content creation, being terrified to talk in front of this microphone, but doing it anyway. We're calling this humble beginnings, because it's fucking humble beginnings. I took some photos of our setup right now, and I can't wait to look back on them and think, like, wow. Yeah. Um... I really like the idea of just doing, like, talking videos and stuff, too, because it, it, it does feel like a log of our lives, like, because who knows how many episodes we'll do this, who knows how long we'll do it for, maybe it's years, maybe it's months, maybe it's weeks, uh, like, who, who who knows, but, like, I could look back on this audio recording and when I'm, like, 40 and we'll be like, yo, I remember sitting in my <laughs> tiny-ass room with Natalie doing this shit. Out of little cushions. Yeah. I watched, uh, um... A video, uh, it was a podcast of uh, one of my favorite creators, uh, Casey Neistat, and he was like, I refuse to go back to my YouTube channel. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's because one of my favorite feelings in the world is nostalgia. And I know if I click on one video, I'm going to end up watching fucking all of them. And I'm going to lose my entire day watching videos of my past. Nostalgia is a good feeling. Though. It's a great feeling, but why would you deprive yourself? Because it can be like feeling. destructively addictive. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Well, if you, especially if you're like him and you have eight hundred days of vlog content, um, like episodes, but like plus even more. It's just true, like true. yeah, like there's so much stuff to go through. So it's a lot easier to look at pictures and just yeah. like scroll through. I, I get nostalgic when looking at photos, and I will spend hours just going through my camera roll. Oh, absolutely. He 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 said the exact same thing. He goes, "The best app." on all phones is the photos app oh and it's because you can scroll back and yeah you scroll back and it's your life it's it's some crazy stuff (laughs) let me know if you need to take a break or anything i'm good how long have we been recording for 47 minutes how long do you want our podcasts to be that's a great question everyone has different lengths I definitely don't want, like, three-hour-long Joe Rogan podcasts. No, we don't need to do that. We also don't even have close to the setup for that. <laughs> they got real comfy office chairs, separate uh, microphones. They have hey. Jamie on the on the, on the the projector. Humble fucking beginnings, though. Joe Rogan is a podcaster that when I decided and, like, we decided we are going to start this podcast together, I, I was like, okay, people who have successful podcasts right now, I want to see what their first podcast looks like. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan was one of the, the dudes that I, like, went back to his first podcast to see, like, how he started it up, like, what his process was. His first podcast is pretty atrocious. <laughs> like, the entire podcast, he, him and this other dude, I don't know who this guy was, but they were, like, stoned out of their mind trying to figure out the recording equipment while recording. 
And he, it was like a video podcast, so they were recording on video, and he had like fake snowflakes falling down, and everyone, he had like a Discord open, everyone in Discord was like, dude, turn off the fake snowflakes, like you're lagging, I can't even understand anything you're saying, like you're just, like the video keeps stopping, and he's like, what, the fake snowflakes are cool though, like while he's smoking weed, and I'm like, dude, he just didn't give a fuck, Mm. he didn't overthink anything, like he just started the damn podcast, and look at him now, like. You just have to fucking do it. Humble beginnings. You, have, yeah. you can only start with being humble. Yeah, and I literally just yesterday watched a video of uh, of Critical on YouTube roasting this this other podcast. It was like the most insecure podcast ever. It was hilarious. I won't go too too into depth about it, but it's like it's like the host, his co host, and then like their producer, and then it's like five or six or seven girls. And then they it's like, a lot of people. and then they, yeah, it's tons of people. And then like at towards the end, he gets like super aggressive, and he's just like, "All right, we're gonna do this section. Uh, you guys are just gonna rate us purely off of physical attraction." <laughs> and like one girl gives him like a two, and he's just like, "You're rating me a two, not because of how I look, but because of our interaction earlier." And then he like kicks her off the podcast. Damn. And it's just brutal. like some of the most like insecure shit I've ever seen. It's like. That's someone who is doing the opposite of vibing. <laughs> like, if there was an opposite to vibing, it's like, it's that. If there was an opposite of vibing, it would be you right now. It's like honestly. inviting, it's inviting like six girls onto your podcast just to kind of like get angry at them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day where the, the guy was pretty much, you know, giving advice on how to you know, be your true confidence self and how to post things online and, and blah, blah, blah. And he made a comment that online space is so oversaturated. He's like, if you don't have anything to say, then get off social media. Don't be posting shit if you don't have, have shit to say. I have to disagree with that. I kind of like that anyone can say anything. I think, like, people who are easily influenced, it makes things difficult, you know, to weed through all the bullshit. Because there is a lot of bullshit online, let's be real. I'm not going to pretend like everything is Best. sacred. Um, but I, I do like that you have the ability to do that. It takes a lot of stress off of, and like, we're not going to live in a fucking communist society where they're going to control what Mm -hmm. we have online. But I mean, there is some validity in what he said, you know, like it it lessens the voice of people who are trying to put good into the world. But I think the algorithm does a pretty good job at people who want to hear real shit online are going to hear real shit online. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like anything on my Instagram feed is BS. I actually have no idea what your Instagram feed or your Instagram it's even a lot looks of, like. It's a lot of spiritual. <clears throat> like I said, I like to watch routines. <laughs> um, there are a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of skinwalkers that are like pretending to be spiritual. Uh, uh, skinwalkers, that's a horrifying term. <laughs> Do you know what a skinwalker is? No, I don't. Uh, I actually learned this term pretty recently, and I've just been using it casually because uh, that's what I call, like, someone who's putting on a mask at this point. Mm. Um, It's some other entity in a human body pretending to be human with bad intentions. That's what it sounds like. That's what the term skinwalker sounds like, which is why it sounds terrifying. Doesn't that sound horrifying? Yeah, that that is pretty fucking scary. Like... I, I, I just use it casually, like, like on you know, some Mark you're, you're being a skinwalker, no. you're, you're, you're pretending to be spiritual, but you're not actually spiritual. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah, so that, that kind of bullshit <laughs> sometimes pops up into my feed. Um, I can read it from a mile away, but, you know, mm. that kind of stuff pisses me off, though, because talking about spirituality is super sacred, and you don't, you don't fuck with that. 
know that people make me angry. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of different avenues to spirituality, too. But you can just tell when people are bullshitting it. <laughs> but it makes you wonder, like, some people maybe don't mm-hmm. recognize the skinwalkers in society. Some, pe- some people are really good at walking in other skins. I mean, like... Some people have mastered that craft, and that's kind of terrifying to think about as well. Yeah, those are called sociopaths. <laughs> no, sociopaths are, aren't as aren't as keen with it. Psychopaths. Psychopaths. On the other hand, psychopaths, yes. I don't know if I could tell if someone's a psychopath. I think like their whole being is to make sure you don't know. Mm, I think everyone's a little bit of a psycho, but then there's like actual psychos. Fair. Yeah, everyone's got a little bit crazy in them. <laughs> and if you don't, then it's like. Then what are you doing here? <laughs> I, I, I say that in the sense of like, I think everyone has a little crazy that drives them to do stuff that they really want to do. But also just in that, that crazy comes with different components of being crazy. Whether it's walking in other people's skins or... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do when I try to practice my second attention. I leave my body and I enter someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and that's when they... It's it's not an out-of-body experience, it's an entering-someone-else's-body experience. (laughs) (laughs) If I can master that, that'd actually be pretty cool. (laughs) That'd be pretty fun. Please don't. (laughs) That's pretty fucking terrifying. I want to, like... Yeah, what you got on your bullet list? I have written down all of our ideas for names for this podcast, and I think some of them are so funny that they need to be talked about. Go we, for we it. didn't go with them. We no, we didn't. We ended up going close, closer to the core, and I'm really happy that we I think we, thematically we that this. one is the best one. For sure. The like, other it, ones are just kind of memes. They're kind of memes, not yeah. gonna lie. I did like Melancholy Melons, not gonna lie. That one's cute. I think that, I think that works more of like an episode title, or like a season mm-hmm. title. Melancholy melons. Like you know, because podcasts, some pe- some people's podcasts have like seasons, but I think it works as an episode thing too. True, true, true. I don't know. I feel like I definitely resonate with melon. I feel like my spirit fruit is a melon. Shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you ever just look at a fruit and go, <clears throat> I don't know if I would be a strawberry, but I could definitely be a blueberry. Are you being a skinwalker right now? <laughs> I don't know if I could enter the body of a fruit. If I could, that would sound like a boring existence. I kind of just sit in a bowl. No, I don't think I've ever thought of having a spirit fruit. I think there's fruits that I really like. I don't know if I could imagine being a fruit. I don't know. I can definitely picture myself being a melon, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I really liked hopscotch to scotch whiskey. That okay. I don't know if like you like understood the, the idea. I liked the way that flowed, just not for a title. In my brain, I was picturing. <clears throat> I was doing a lot of like inner child healing at the time, <laughs> and I was picturing like we used to play hopscotch. Now we drink scotch whiskey. I don't, but. <laughs> All right. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> He's a mojito girl. <laughs> I'm partial towards tequila. Oh, okay, okay. Um, tails, fails, and benevolent snails. I know you that know what I meant by snail. <clears throat> that one was really great. And the best part is that I was literally on like Twitter like like a day or two ago, and that popped up again. And it was from like a, one of those meme accounts that's... Because it was on like the For You part, not the actual following part of Twitter. Yeah. And it was like, it was like Internet Hall of Fame, and it was the original post. And it was like, you get $10 million in hand 
right now. But there's like a hyper-intelligent snail that always knows where you are no matter what. <laughs> and if it ever touches you, you die. I thought that if it touched you, you died and you got a million dollars. I didn't realize you got to have the million dollars before you died. Yeah, so yeah. I would take this. <clears throat> yeah. I would just... ten, apparently it was ten million. I think I remember reading a variation where it was like a billion, which is like you definitely take that. A, a million, ten million, a billion, ten billion. I'll take it. Like yeah. if it means a snail, is he a malicious snail? Like does he want me to die? I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just a snail that's entire life purpose, in not a sentient way. It's like it's it's literally programmed to know where you are and get to where you are and follow you no matter where you are. Can I see him if he approaches? It's a fucking snail. You can look for it. You can build some snail detectors. I guess. And is it like normal snail size or like a giant, like the size of a building snail? I think if it was the size of a building snail, it'd be a much bigger problem. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. So yeah, that one like only makes sense for us. I feel like it just takes a lot of explaining, you know. Yeah. Like what is a benevolent snail? And I, I wanted to call it a benevolent snail because I wanted to assume that it, it had uh, good intentions. It was a good-hearted snail. I think its only intention isn't to kill you; it's just to touch you. But oh, as a result of touching yeah, you, it kills you. Yeah, so okay. Um, I like that. I had the idea for Spider Verse Pod without actually knowing that the Spider Verse is a thing. Yeah, I was like, I don't. How did that conversation even go? Um, I I said that we can name it Venomous Void, and you're like, it's gonna sound like. <laughs> oh yeah, you go Venomous Void. I'm like, that sounds way too much like we're gonna get like yeeted into the Spider Verse. And I was like, oh, Spider Verse Pod. That actually sounds really cool. And you're like, we're just gonna sound like Marvel nerds. And you're like, what? I didn't even know what a Spider Verse was. I was like. <laughs> I think a good portion of my life is sounding like I'm a Marvel nerd without actually watching like any Marvel movies. I like some Marvel movies. I'm not. A, I wouldn't say I'm a Marvel fan. I think I like whoever the creators of Marvel are. I think we have very similar brains, and we like a lot of the same shit. And that's why I always sound like I'm a Marvel nerd. I have a Tesseract tattoo on my shoulder. And apparently that's a Marvel thing. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit. <laughs> and I, like, didn't know. And I'll, like, well, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. So like, what you're saying is you're going to be the next Stan Lee. Who's Stan Lee? The guy who created, like, Spider-Man. Like, he's, he's... I mean, I'd like to meet him. I feel like we'd have great conversations. He just died recently, unfortunately. Oh. He was, like, really old. But he'd make cameos in the Marvel films, and he was an awesome guy. Okay. Uh, according R. to people, he's an awesome guy. He was very, like, the way he, they portrayed him, he was, he was a very loved figure, but he was a very old man, and so, like, in all the more, because, they, you know, they've been pumping out Marvel films, like, he has so many cameos in all of them, and he still has cameos in the newer ones, because they, like, pre-filmed his cameos. Oh, shit. So, like, you'll just still see him pop up in films and stuff. If you ever see, like, a really, really old white white dude with, like, really white hair, with, like, probably, like, glasses so or sunglasses on. So many of those, Albert. You'll, like, know, though. You'll know. When you know, like, you'll know. When you know, you know. Yeah. That's Stan Lee over there. Yeah, he's that dude. Uh, but, yeah, the creators of Marvel or whatever, I'm sure those are different people now. Like, he's the original creator, but, like, now there's, like, you know, the CEOs and writers and stuff. Fair. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Uh, I used to. Not super often anymore. But, mm. are you talking about the Justin Roiland shit? Yeah, like, what's gonna happen to Rick and Morty? What are they gonna do? Are you a, are you a Rick and Morty fan? Yeah, <laughs> fucking love Rick and Morty. 
Uh, I don't know. What's, they're not going to stop making the show. Is it just going to like suck now? Well, to be fair, Dan Harmon is the writer, and Dan Harmon's a great writer. Um, do you know what he did? He's done, rather. No. He wrote like Community. Oh. Like yeah. Really? Mm. Damn, I did not know that there was a writing connection with that. That's like, really cool. He's a fantastic like writer and comedy writer, and he he even voice acts and like he's Bird Person. Um, but obviously Royland does like way more of the voices. Uh, I don't know how much he contributes to the writing. Uh, and I guess mm. we'll just have to figure out a replacement. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm going to close that window. <laughs> I think maybe this is a good spot to end the, this beeping truck outside might, might be our call. Yeah, maybe. What do you think? Did you want to talk about anything else? This is more so an introduction. Um, going forward, I hope to have guests on it's a pretty good spot to end it too we just hit the hour mark oh hell yeah don't you like how the universe does does shit like that (laughs) albert's giving me the side eye right now um i guess it just does shit like that numerology is everywhere man all right well we made numbers up for everyone who's made it this far Mm -hmm. thank you so much and I hope that you continue listening as we, you know, maybe start building up from our humble beginning. Yeah. Enjoy your lunch break or whatever. <laughs> I, know, I listen to podcasts me, through work. <laughs> yeah, for me, that's what I do. I just, like, I listen to podcasts at the gym or, like, while I'm making food or stuff. If you're driving, pay attention to the road. Yeah, but podcasts are great for driving. But make sure you're, you're looking out the window. Well, our podcast doesn't have video yet, so yet yeah emphasis on the yet mm-hmm. all right cool well any final parting words no <laughs> okay bye <laughs> i think that was good mm. i think that was great what do you think yeah that's fun that's good mm. good intro good chill talk mm-hmm I hope, like, you can't hear us fidgeting. I'm sure they can, but just a little bit. We can, like... Oh, God, the stretch. That was good. Yeah. I heard, like, some rattling. I thought Kenny was going to come in. I, like, heard a doorknob, and I was like... It's just the paper-thin walls in my apartment. (laughs) True. I talked about everything I felt like I needed to. Nice.